I'm Scott Tolbert. She's Amanda Bassoff. I'm Amanda Bassoff. This is Lost in the Shuffle. And we're back. Well, uh, I released like a PSA last week. I didn't tell you about it. What? Like what? I came home Saturday night. I closed. It was uh-huh. Saturday night. I didn't get home till super I didn't know late. any about. I didn't know I about know any of this. I released. It was like fifteen minutes where I was like, "Hey guys, we, our schedule might not be yeah the most consistent during this time period." Oh, okay. That's all it was. Oh, is I wasn't. I didn't do a full episode by myself or anything. I <laughs> I came home late and we didn't record on the only chance that we had to record. Yeah, and, and I mean to keep our schedule. So uh, Saturday night when I got home from work, like late when I got home, I uh, ate dinner and then I sat in here and I just gave like a, mm. hey, our schedule might not be the most consistent yeah, while this is going been a little on. Off. We'll try to do as much as we can and try to keep our schedule as best as we can. But yeah. there's going to be weeks where we don't release episodes. Or there's going to be weeks where we release on the wrong day. Yeah. Like it's just, it's not going to be the, we'll try our best, but it's not going to be the most consistent consistency. Yeah. But I did that last week. I didn't tell you, but the fact that you said we're back when <laughs> technically the show didn't miss a week, <laughs> we're back. I'm back. Yeah. Um, All right. Whatever. Well, I even um, wrote in the description. It's like, normally it says Scott and Amanda talk about this. It's uh-huh. Scott and himself. <laughs> uh, just to get a one to hit the episode into two. Like I was probably sleeping. When you were. Did did you were. And I thought at any point you were going to walk in here. Like I was waiting for you to walk in here and be like, hey, grab a mic. I think I did, you did wake. Not, no, you I didn't. You were out. No, I woke up to get a drink and to see if you were home. And then I went right back to sleep. No. You know, I know that's not true. How? Anytime you know that I'm home, you open the door and you come in here and you're like, hi, how's <laughs> work? And you didn't do any of that. So I know that that's, that didn't happen. Right now you're creating a memory that didn't exist. Whatever, man. It's true. Mm. But anyway, so what's up? Yeah, we're back. <laughs> no, so you. I'm back. You. Oh, no, what's like, what's going on? Like, tell the people what's going on. <sighs> face yeah. masks. Face masks. Face masks. Okay. It's about, that's about what's up. Um, so, you guys know I have an Etsy shop, and uh, eh, I do pretty well. I mean, I'm... Top 1% one of, Etsy seller. Yeah, so I get... I get alerts and emails and surveys from Etsy that other sellers wouldn't normally get. Um basically because anything I post in my shop, I think, I think gets automatic priority placement because they want to keep the people that, in what that regard? are in like the search bar. Yeah. The, in the search bar. Somebody types in customized mug and you're the, one of the first things that comes up. Yeah. Because yeah. You're a top seller. yeah. Yeah. I think they do that because I have friends that have smaller Etsy shops and I ask, Hey, did you get this email? Hey, did you get this survey? And they're like, no. I'm like, are you sure? Yeah, no. And they're like, look at our, like the numbers are totally different. So I got a survey asking what Etsy could do for me because being in their top 1%, we make them the most money. So they're going to ask us our opinion first. Um, so they asked a survey of what they can do for me. And, and then I responded. And then all of a sudden they sent it, they sent out like a mass email and was like, make face masks as soon as you can. Anybody with a sewing machine, even if it's not your business, make face masks. It was the highest demand. It was the highest searched keyword ever on Etsy. They said it had the most searches ever. In a certain um, time period or just? Ever. Through their existence. Okay. Um, it had the most number of searches. So they were like, anybody make, it a fa- make face masks? Because initially, when this first started, what, like six weeks ago, yeah. we got... 
everybody got an email that said you're not allowed to sell hand sanitizer and you're not allowed to sell any kind of face covering. Anything that can protect and that, if, that people could claim as uh, like saving mm-hmm. their lives. Like you can't yeah. care anything like that. So like no uh, first aid products. No homemade hand sanitizer. Because if for some reason somebody gets COVID They're using your from... product with no FDA approval. They're using your product to prevent yeah. an illness. And then if that doesn't work, now the company's liable. Yeah. So so I forbid from doing that because I was like, well, I'm not going to risk my career to sell a face mask. Yeah. That's just not... My brother was like enticing me to do it. And every day he was like, you should do this. You should do this. And I didn't. Um so then finally, it was about a week ago when the uh, CDC was like, you can wear a face covering to prevent you from touching your face. And that was when Etsy sent out, like, everybody make well, face that's they, masks. That's when they encouraged the public yeah. to do it. Um, they were like, everybody make face masks. I got an email, another email, and then an alert that same day was when I borrowed a sewing machine from my friend's mom. And I was like, all right, so here I'm going to make face masks. Yeah. And um, my shop is not any patterns or fabric or anything like i sell everything i sell like your glassware glassware with vinyl um customizable vinyl signs and and she doesn't deal with clothing products. so it i was just telling scott before we went live um that it looks out of place if you look at my shop fabric face masks just look out of place Mm. um And what I was telling him what's happening is so I pay for ad services on Etsy and all of my ads, all of my ad money is going to the face masks and not going to any of my listings. But the problem now is there are too many people selling face masks where all of these get lost in the shuffle. Yeah, you get lost in the shuffle. (laughs) Um, So anywho, I spent like three days last week making face masks. I was doing it for so long. One point it was Saturday, the day you closed that when I backed away, my eyes were like exhausted because I was so close on it. And like, I already can't see very well. (laughs) So like I was so close up on the sewing machine that it, it made me made my eyes hurt, but like I made maybe eight of them and I listed them and I only sold one. I'm looking through here on Etsy right now and they are, they are everywhere there. I mean, they sent out that PSA and it was, I mean, they have tons now that like, it's not even so yesterday I took the ad off. I took the I I have the option to take that listing off of ads because it was eating so much of the money. Mm-hmm. And I took it off and I you can't just got a bunch of sales for the ads. I deactivated it. That you deactivated that one item. Your, what? I deactivated the mask. Okay, that's what I'm getting at. So it wouldn't be advertised. Pointless. Yeah. yeah. And uh I got normal orders as a normal day. So I I think it's just doing more harm than good. I would have never thought to look to Etsy for masks. Oh my God, they're everywhere. No, what I, I am doing now, but what I am doing is everybody that places pretty large orders of any kind of like social distancing. I created some like social distancing king and queen mugs and like wine glasses and like some fun things that can bring Get some rid kind of, of COVID. Yeah. No, they, you're welcome for that. That's one right there. All right. I can come up with slogans. Yeah, you can. Get rid of COVID. So. I've made these things to just make people happy, right? Don't use that. I'm going to use that. I'm okay. going to start my own Etsy shop and okay. I'm going to rival you. Can you let me finish? Nah. You're talking very fast. Like you took a, like you did a line of Coke. Mm. I'm trying to keep up with you and I'm... <laughs> <laughs> and then I went to Etsy and it's like, oh, Jesus. Fuck. She's, <laughs> running, she's running through this conversation. <laughs> um, 
What was I? Yeah, uh, I said get rid of COVID, and you were oh, like, yeah. "What?" I've been including free face masks because in just your regular in products? bigger orders. Yeah, really. I asked them, That's "Would nice. you would you be okay if I included a complimentary face mask?" I've started making them, and somebody yesterday who ordered a mug for their daughter that had to postpone their wedding. She ordered a like it crossed out the first date and then has their new date with a heart. I said, can I include a free face mask for your daughter? And she's like, I would so appreciate that. That's so sweet of you. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of thought of it like I can turn this into just something to make my customers like, wow, I'm going to go back to them. That was really yeah, kind. It's just a nice gesture of things that are, you know, will go a long way in this instance. Yeah. Um. So... Anything, uh, sorry, the cat is... <laughs> I'm watching our cat distra- try to... Uh, I feel like every time we record, the cats always take up a part of this because they always come in here. They just can't leave us alone. No, it's... They come in here and then one of us is like, look at what they're doing now. <laughs> oh my God, they the can The cat walk. went to the other side of the room today. Get down, cat. To, all right, that's enough. Go. Just stop pushing her. She's fine. She's fine, but there's stuff on the table that you're pushing. You're pushing the thing. You're pushing the <laughs> microphone. You're pushing the pens. You're pushing this. Don't push Anywho, it. I'm sorry. It's fine. Um, Just, you know. So, yeah, that's what I've been up to. Mm-hmm. I've been doing a lot of that. Cool. Um, I mean. It's just a weird time. So, like, I'm trying to kind of morph to what's going on in society and, like, Yeah, but cater. it obviously doesn't really seem like that's really financially working out for you. With with the with the masks, not with the masks, but the the gift sets of the wine glass and the beer glass, like social distance yeah. king and queen, people are buying them. Oh, no, that that that's, is yes, that's not that's but that's in line with what you would normally do. So I took basically the items I normally sell and kind of catered them to what's going on. And my point is, you're not doing uh, face masks or doing anything like that is mm-hmm. not. You don't normally do that, so it's not working for you now. Yeah. You normally do customizable glasses and mugs, so like business as usual type thing. Yeah. Like none of that is different. I kind of got like that gut feeling of when I got the alert and I was like, I guess I should make face masks. And in my head, I'm like, it's not going to work. Well, no, like, you had talked about it like way before you yeah. talked about it because I brought it up to you like a couple of weeks ago where mm-hmm. I was like, why should you face mask? Like, I can't. Etsy says you can't do this, you can't do that. And I'm yeah. like, well, I just typed it in on Etsy and they're fucking everywhere. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, but I don't want to risk this. I don't want to risk that. And then like a week later, your brother told you to do the same thing. And then you expressed to me how concerned you were. So then I was like, fuck it, don't do it. I mean, mm-hmm. whatever. It's not like you're relying on the money anyway, right? Like on mask money because mm-hmm. there is no mask money. Yeah. So it's not... Bat money. It's not really like you're losing anything if you didn't do it. Yeah. And then the email went through. It was like, all right, everyone try it out. And then you were like, <laughs> okay. And then... Yeah. The problem is that there's everybody's everybody's doing it. So now everybody. you're just a fly on the wall. Like continue doing what got you successful. Yeah. And that'll keep you successful. You know, I don't know if I mentioned this to you. So there are some shops that are based in California, but they're not. They're Chinese shops that make their money saying they, they're in California. Yeah. The, the leather bag that I got said it was from Colorado and the bag came from like Pakistan. Or- yeah. You can tell the photos people post if it's a Chinese company. And a lot of those masks are Chinese companies. How can you tell it's a Chinese company? You can just tell that they use these kind of stock photos. There's that, something about them that screams Chinese. Yeah. That's the most racist thing. And I, no, said. no, no. Because Amazon sellers, a lot of them are Chinese companies. A lot of them are. Mm. And, um, I mean, you can look it up and it says it's they're they're 
based out of China. Not all of them. No, but some of them. And so you some of these Etsy shops. Like what specifically are you talking about that are based out of China? Like what Amazon shops are based out of China? I can't pronounce them. Okay, but it's not for a normal product that you'd find. No, like, like I, shirts and stuff. Okay, so for your your clothing yeah. specifically is yeah. from China. That's mm-hmm. not... I don't think I've ever bought anything that came, came from China on Amazon. Everything your watch like, bands. Okay, the one thing that I've purchased from there came from Amazon. <laughs> Whatever. So... Point being is like I was looking through the the top sellers that are selling a lot of these face masks and just by their photos I can just tell and like the language of how they yeah, translate like to they English typed it and then put it into Google Translate and nine out of ten times it's always they use this one city in California as their base hmm. and so but then I think about it and what I'm like how are they make? getting it here what does it make though nah. It doesn't. Just because it's not a true... I mean, it wouldn't be a local business anyway. If you buy it and they're based in California, it's not a local business yeah, anyway. Yeah, it's not. Like a local business would be you going down the street and buying from the little fucking kiosk that's open, which yeah. nobody is. No. Local businesses have become eradicated in this period, which yeah. fucking sucks. But it's horrible. It's, I, what, I read a thing today where hmm. I was like... I, this is I, I, I don't know why I did this shit earlier. It was the first <laughs> time I've ever done this where I Googled how you would Google... And I don't mean that as a jab, but like you and I have expressed that like you don't know how to Google correctly. So what did you just hold on? I'm getting to it. Okay. But you don't know how to Google correctly. You'll come to me with a problem (laughs) and you're like, I Googled it. Nothing (laughs) came up. And I'm like, because you're Googling like a fucking baboon. (laughs) And then I will Google it and immediately get an answer. Yeah, it's true. You're a better Google. I Googled something how you would Google it today. Basically, I Googled when will COVID-19 be over? (laughs) (laughs) I said, when will things be back to normal? <laughs> you did? Yeah. And what happened? Nothing. <laughs> Articles came up that were like, everyone stay at home orders until April 30th. And I'm like, okay, but that doesn't answer my question. Because mm-hmm. I'm more so, I'm trying to figure out if we're going to Nashville or not. I know. I know. And like, <laughs> we already like bought the hotels. $1,200 tied up just in the hotels. Mm-hmm. Just in that hotel. How much was the hotel? It was like a thousand bucks, right? Uh, the hotel in Nashville was twelve hundred. Yeah. The hotel in New York was eight fifty. So I have two grand. The hotel in New York was non-refundable. I have two grand tied up in just hotel stays. Yeah, we were gonna drive up for my brother's wedding, or we we might still. Her we brother's don't know. getting married in almost two months, almost exactly from today. It was two months from the, the sixth, yeah. June sixth, right, the or 5th. June fifth, June fifth. Um. The problem is that it's in Brooklyn, New York. Yeah, which so we were going to drive anyways. Our but original plan was to road trip up to New York, uh, be up there for a few days for the wedding, and then we were going to road trip down to Nashville, stay in Nashville for four or five days, whatever it was, and then come home. Yeah. Um, and then this shit hit the fan. I mean, it's hard to tell because even early projections on the stuff are that like it's like early June. Yeah. But they're going to make a decision this weekend. Who is oh, My, your brother? Yeah. Well, the problem is that like it, I, this weekend's not a good idea. Like, it could be fine. Well, we the, don't know. The point being is that the more populated areas like California and New York, New York it was labeled the epicenter. Mm-hmm. Right? It had, they had the worst of it. It's like their numbers are leveling off. Mm-hmm. So it's an encouraging sign. Yes. But. Think about it like this. Two months ago, mm-hmm. this shit didn't even exist. And now yeah. two months later, the whole world's like, what are we doing? I mean, it existed, but like we weren't really like facing a real threat. No, nothing was closed yet. And it was yeah, kind of like, was, oh, two months ago was we were eating dinner. February 8th. 
two months ago. It was February 8th. And we went out. It was before Valentine's Day. So it was before we saw Hamilton. It yeah. was before all of that shit. Like. Yeah. So it's just, you know. To weird. tell what it's going to be like in two more months. I understand they need to make a decision, but like the, the city of New York is starting to catch their catch up. They're starting to catch up with it. I think they're more so, so concerned about like friends and family flying in. Well, I understand. Like that's, my whole, that's my whole point with that, though, is that if they say, OK, we're going to push the wedding back to August or whatever. Yeah. But then three weeks from now everything's cleared ready to go they can't switch it back yeah they can't keep i doing think that, they but. should wait till like a month before like may 5th whatever it's their decision but if they're yeah. gonna come up with a decision this weekend then they'll come up with one this weekend i just think that it's i don't know look dude i would, i'd love for this the, realistically the stay-at-home order is until april 30th mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that may 1st the world's gonna be back to normal no which as much as I fucking just want everybody to calm down and I want shit to be normal again, like that shit is still a ways away. Yeah. But like they just opened Wuhan back up. Yeah. And like. And they're. And they were literally ground zero. And that happened. Uh, what do you say? 67 days. 76 days. 70 ago. something like that. Where it was two and a half months, basically. Mm hmm. Is what it took from them to be locked down, like from fucking breakout to reopening was two and a half months. Yeah. And we're about. I don't know what six seven weeks in so yeah history would show that we're on the decline but however wuhan opened back up that doesn't mean that all of china is good to go yeah you know what i mean so i don't know but what i was looking at this morning based on that google result is that a lot of things are they the current stay-at-home order is until april 30th Mm -hmm. after that they'll reestablish yeah i mean if things if the last couple of days have been any indication we're definitely like hitting the plateau, which is great news. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. And then people are still saying like, there's there's still the theory that uh, the spring and the summer are going to kill this thing, but then that this could become a seasonal flu type thing. Yeah, like that's a theory. You, I read about that this morning, where I was like, okay, yeah. Did you see that they've now created an antibody disease antibody test to test if you've had it, so you know because technically you can't get it again. If you're a carrier, then you, yeah, the, one of the guys, uh, so one of the guys in my store, his mother-in-law tested positive. Oh, why'd she get tested? Cause she thought she had it, um, got tested. And then, so he was on quarantine for three days until she got the results back and then had to be on a 72 hour quarantine if she had it mm-hmm. type shit. Well, this happened like two days ago. He was in the store yesterday, like working. And I was like, Matt, what the fuck? Yeah. And he's like, yeah. So Here's what happened. She got tested and it came back positive. <coughs> um, she, or she said that she thought she had it, so she got tested. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't work until she got her results back, which mm-hmm. she got them back the next day, mm. and it said positive. Okay. But then they were reading it, and basically the, what the result... And he didn't know this at the time. He found this out like hours later. But like what happened was she tested positive for already having it. So she had the trace in her system still, but she had already it had already run its course on her. Interesting. Um, so she was no longer contagious was the point. And uh, so he was that's why he's able to be at work and shit. But he, you know, but he doesn't have any symptoms. Well, no, because she had already had it mm. like she had already experienced. She had already like the virus had already run its course before she even like 
hey guys i think i have it yeah and it's not like he sees her every day oh but okay. it, it's like the same situation like if your mom had it like i would be worried that i would have it because you see your mother and then i see you so yeah the same thing with him and his wife got it um but it's you know whatever yeah my mom thought she thought she had it in she, december she she's gonna have. get the antibody test she might have like that's the thing is like they were saying on the news that in December, everybody had this flu yeah, and you could have had it, but we didn't know what it was. Well, that's my whole point, though. It's like if it's already come and gone, why is everybody still yes, doing exactly. this? Whatever. I know. Whatever. So uh got a little surprise bomb the other day was a certain comedian released a stand up special unannounced. <gasps> yeah. Mr. Louis C.K. is Louis back C. K. on came... the stand up circuit. <laughs> he released a special. So I was on... <laughs> reddit and the reddit one one of the reddit boards said louis ck quietly drops special on his uh website yeah so i fucking immediately go to louis ck.net and i immediately i'm like where the fuck is this <laughs> the and fuck i was this? like yeah it's eight bucks and there you go i wonder so, how many people bought it huh i wonder how many people bought I it. i don't know but enough to where you know but so it's his first stand-up special since the Everything. things happened yeah and oh my god it's so good oh it's so god. good to see him let's address now. this all right we'll address he it it's still the tail end of the episode or the tail end of the stand-up and he's like all right you guys want to talk about this <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry it's nothing to laugh about yes, like it, is. it was fucked up it's but fucking, whatever he has a really funny but all right obviously yeah. louis ck got uh outed for jerking off in front of people asking them if he could and then doing it and then people claimed that it was sexual harassment. So, and then he disappeared for two years. Um, well, he released a stand-up special last weekend. And, oh my God, it's so great. Yeah, it is. It's so fucking great. It's so funny. He's he, just uh, hilarious. And the way he handles everything, his whole bit was like, he's like, the problem is that like everybody's got a thing. Everyone's got like a quirky, like weird thing that they like. And now everybody knows my thing. Everybody knows my thing. He's like, Obama knows my thing. <laughs> what did he say? Ask. Then ask yeah. again, then still don't do He's it. He's like, I'm going to give you advice that really only I can give you. He's like, and it's if you want to jerk off in front of somebody, ask them. And then ask again. And, and then don't do it. <laughs> 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 I, it's just the way he handled everything was fucking hilarious. Yeah. And he was like, so... <laughs> He was like, so I was in Poland because I had to go to Poland to do comedy. <laughs> he's dating a French he's lady like, I left the. He's like, I left the continent. Would have left the fucking world if there was another one of those. <laughs> yeah, he was. He said he started dating a French woman. And, uh, <laughs> Take the, the thermometer. Yeah, so he started dating a French woman. And he said that it's very, uh, she, was, she got sick. And he goes, and it's, you know, you're still learning different cultures and this and that. And yeah. he's like, I was trying to take care of her and we were taking her temperature and she took the thermometer and shoved it in her asshole. <laughs> and he was like, what are you doing? And she's like, you don't do it like this. <laughs> he's like, no, I don't shove a tube with mercury and glass in my asshole. <laughs> but it was oh, good. It's, so yeah, it was good to see him uh, do something like that again, even if it wasn't like a. Obviously, no no network's gonna touch him. Netflix or Hulu, none. Of, nobody's gonna touch him for a while. No. So his specials are gonna have to be done through himself. Yeah. Um, but man, it was, it was it was like seeing an old family relative is what it yeah. felt like. Like seeing like a an uncle. That you I was know. telling you, like it. I whatever he did, what he did, but like I like Louis 
he's hilarious one and two like he's the first comment or comedian that like you showed me mm-hmm. and so that was like the first one of the first things you and i bonded on mm-hmm. like our scott and i in the house have like we like say we like banter back and forth with certain like comedy acts or like just sayings and How things yeah like yeah. we'll banter back and forth randomly throughout the house and like his stuff is in our banter and so like it has just always been since we've been together almost yeah. six wait six seven i don't know six we'll be know. together seven years when we get married um worry. yeah <laughs> but yeah it's a long time so it's been in our like banter and so it's just a it's like a the Old thing, friend. The, yeah, the thing with Louie, and I said this when I first got introduced to him, was that it feels like he's the most personable of the comedians that I've seen. Like, it doesn't yeah. seem like he's on there and he's like putting on a show. Mm-hmm. It seems like you guys are sitting in a bar and he's like, listen to this fucking story. Yeah. And he's telling you, and it seems like he's telling you the story. Yeah. Not telling the room a story. He's so funny. And uh, I always thought that. <laughs> <laughs> like this whole his whole thing the whole louis ck allegations mm-hmm. weren't even allegations like he came out with a statement and said uh yeah so this is what happened and then nobody disputed that he was wrong like mm-hmm. so the women came forward and said that they uh he locked them in the hotel room and jerked off in front of them and then louis released a statement where he was like uh so that's kind of true. And then he told the story. He's like, I asked if I could. They said yes. So then I did it. I didn't lock them in the room. And then they never responded. They never huh. said like, well, he's full of shit. They just, they weren't quiet. Weird. And then the last person that had any input on it was Louie. Yeah. And. And then all the all, Netflix all dropped che- him. It all checked out. Well, he still has shit on Netflix. All of his stuff like checked out. But like. The internet did their best to try to scrub Louis, so you couldn't look at his library. But if you go on Netflix, Netflix still has like four of his stand-ups on there. Oh, really? They yeah, do? they took his show off of Netflix, which is the Louis. They took off, and then HBO removed Lucky Louis off of their library, also. Yeah. So his TV shows, primarily because the TV shows were through companies, FX owns Louis. Uh-huh. So FX pulled the show. Like it wasn't yeah. like you know, but all the stuff that's done independently through his company, uh, Pig Newton, is Pig Newton. That's what it's called. <laughs> I know all of the stuff through his company is still on there. Huh. So, Lou, remember our first trip to Chicago? We watched Louis in the hotel room. Yeah, the season debut was the night we got in Chicago. We were watching in the hotel room. Yeah, and I was like, oh yeah. And so we got deep dish pizza, and you put a cooler of uh, beer in the garbage. No, I did the sink. Oh, that's right. But close. Yeah. I put a bunch of ice in the sink and I put beers in the sink. That's, yeah. Um, I thought he was genius. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, but no, I always thought the Louis thing was like, if, if you a- if he asked the girls and they say, okay, and then he does it. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's weird. Of course, it's fucking super weird. And, and and I get that maybe like the girls were like worried by saying no, it would damage their career or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, if you're uncomfortable with something, you need to learn to say no. Yeah. Like, yes. No, I'm not. Bye. Uh, hey, is it cool if I drew a golf in front of you? Uh, I'd rather you not. Yeah. And then just like, okay. And, you know, I'm sure he'd, he would have to diffuse the tension in the room a little bit. But, but I mean, whatever. Yeah. It's just, 
And because then other stories started popping up of other comedians like Sarah Silverman. Yeah. Told a story about how she was uh, Louis jerked off in front of her one time, but she didn't think any. She was just like, I didn't I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> like she was like, yeah, he he asked if he could. I told him I didn't care. And then he did it. And I didn't care. And like, that was it. Yeah. Like So like everybody knows my thing. <laughs> like he he always I, I just I never viewed it as like sexual assault ever. At all. And granted, I'm not a woman. Yeah. I've never had a man ask to jerk off in front of me. <laughs> but like, it, it's just, I never viewed it as Louis sexually assaulted these women. So I always thought him going away and him having to deal with this public shaming was always kind of just like, it's an obligation until the public is like, okay, you've been gone long enough. Yeah. But I didn't feel like, I didn't really feel like anybody as far as like popular opinion, like comedians, like people that matter, not some fucking social justice warrior who's just complaining, but like a normal person, like comedians like Tom Segura, Joe Rogan, John Mulaney, fucking all of these people who had just said like, yeah, he'll be back. Yeah. Like they all just like were like, he's got to go away and then he'll be back. He's got to go. But away. like he only had to go away because it's what people like if he had did that and then the next week he was doing a stand-up special i would see it i would definitely be like let's see if he talks about it fucking absolutely let's see if he talks about it i would too and but i I never viewed it as like i never viewed it as a real problem i viewed it as like him being weird yes that's weird and it yes it's weird that um he asked to jerk off in front of somebody but he asked it's not like he pushed himself onto somebody held the women down. Yes. Which is why I also was like, well, it's not like it was, he pushed himself. You and I's reaction was the exact same. When I sent you the article, I sent you a screenshot of the article. I was like, oh, and you were like, oh, fuck man. And then we were both were like, (laughs) come on. Are you really surprised though? Cause all of his material. No, it's about him. He has a bit where he, was like, oh, uh, the first time I ever showed my dick to somebody was a Down syndrome girl that lived in my neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. And I asked if I could show it to her. She said yes. So we met behind the uh, a KFC near the dumpster, and I pulled my dick out. And she was like, okay. That was, <laughs> and that was it. He's like, so that was the first time. But his material is about instinctively him. like that. Like, yeah. He doesn't make any, like, nothing about the act was surprising. No. It was just unfortunate that the fucker had to vanish for a year, two yeah, years. Two years. Realize it was that long. Yeah. But oh. sincerely, by Louis C.K. is available on his website. I'm sure you could probably find it on YouTube now because somebody's probably ripped it and put it on there. Oh, I'm sure. Well, he's very weird about that. Remember, people sold the ticket thing. Do you remember that one time he had a comedy special and he was like, "If if I know that you've resold the ticket or if like I can tell you've resold it." Uh, I'll shut everything down. Price gouge it. Yeah. People were trying to flip tickets to his show. And he, yeah, he's, that's the thing is like all of it's through him. So like he's got a lot of control on what happens and what doesn't happen. So, Mm -hmm. um, like he, none of the, the the video is not available on any of the popular like YouTube or anything like that. You have to stream it from a streaming service on his website. What's his website, you know? Yeah. Louis net. Hmm. And like he runs his website, like he had a whole series of uh, like it was called uh, Horace and Green or Horace and something where it was a whole web series that he put up on his website just one day randomly. Oh. And he was like, pay whatever you want for it. Huh. Pay a dollar, pay five dollars, pay a hundred dollars, pay whatever you want. 
And uh, it was like a play, but it was chopped up over like 10 episodes or whatever. But hmm. he's always been somebody that does that kind of stuff through themselves. But yeah. But it's good to have him back. I think the comedy world feels a little bit more complete now. I, I'm I like waiting it. for him to pop up on the Joe Rogan experience. Yeah. Oh, it'll, it'll happen. happen. It'll absolutely happen. Joe Rogan said like two weeks ago, he's like, uh, from what I hear, uh, Louis filming for a special soon. Mm. And from what I hear, he fucking murders it. From <laughs> He's like, but you know. I wonder where he filmed it. Did he say anything? Yeah, he did. I, th- I think it was in D.C. I think it was in Washington. Huh. Um, yeah, I think it was in Washington. Had to- I went to Poland because I had to go to Poland to do comedy. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> what were you going to say? Um, had to have been a while ago before this whole thing to have people in a room. It was a full. Yeah. I mean, but again, it could have been two months ago. Yeah. It could have been February. He could have been sitting on this until the right time. Yeah. He could have done this in January or he December. He looks good, though. Like, he looks. Yeah, he looks older a little bit, but he looks the exact same. He, lo- he looks like Louis. You said, oh, he looks older. I was like, nah. He lo- I he think he looks- lost like 20 pounds. He looks like Louis. Well, Louis had been losing weight like mm-hmm. progressively over the last couple specials. He's thinner and thinner. But he's still Louis. He's still funny. He still looks just like him. A little bit older. A little bit more gray in his hair. Yeah. But. It it was very orange and now it's more not orange. It's the it's like in his. <laughs> his last two specials. Uh, Sincerely and then 2017. The one he did obviously in 2017. Yeah. He. 2017, I felt like that entire stand-up special was meant to piss people off. He opens the bit and he's like, let's talk about abortion. (laughs) And he's like, now, he's like, you better get an abortion. (laughs) He's like, I'm not encouraging abortions unless you don't want the kid, in which case you better get an abortion. (laughs) And he talks about it for like 10 minutes. I'm like, he's purposely trying to piss people off. I'm like, I thought it was great. But he's just going to piss a lot of people off. Oh, yeah. And in this one, I felt like he had a bit that was designed. He had two bits that were designed 100% to piss people off. Yes. I and forget. One of them was uh, the guy with the wheelchair. The oh. Im- the impulse buy. Of a- he said that he walked by a store and in the window there was a wheelchair. And he goes, I don't think a wheelchair is an impulse buy for anybody. No. And he does this joke about how this guy is crawling around instead of using a wheelchair. Yeah. And then he stops in front of the store and he's like. Oh, man, I think I do need a wheelchair since I lost my legs in the bombing. And he was like talking about Boston. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh, and he's like, nope, you already laughed. So fuck you. Type thing like that was you. You purchased this. You came. Well, no, because he said you guys were laughing when I was talking about a homeless or a legless man crawling on the floor. You were laughing hysterically. But then when I mentioned the word bombing, everybody stopped. And so he threw that in their faces Oof. and then the tail ender he did the freaky friday joke oh yeah that was meant specifically to piss people off which was fucking hilarious he talked about how like the body switch movies like freaky friday he used an example where like yeah. the mom and daughter switch bodies he's like but what if that happened with like a mom and their son <laughs> so the son is now the mom and the mom is now the son <laughs> and then the dad wants to fuck the mom who is now the son <laughs> And the son having to deal with that. And he's like, and at the end of the movie, they don't switch back. <laughs> You're just that now. You're just, that's just what Shit you are. was so funny, but you could tell like he, he's hitting notes 100% to make people uncomfortable. Yeah. And it's fucking hilarious. That's what he does. Yeah. I thought uh, Chappelle had released a new stand-up the other day, but it, it was like a tribute to Chappelle. And I was like, oh, oh. Hmm. it's on Netflix. It's like, what? And then it was like a night full of comedians appreciating that. And I was like, oh, it's not the same thing. I, Remember uh, Eliza Schleslinger's like sketch, sketch show. comedy show? Yeah. Um, the other day I was like, oh yeah, I get enough of her on Instagram. Because like 
how she is in her specials is exactly how she is on Instagram when she's like cooking with her husband. Like, I feel like that's just who she is. And uh, she's, she's exactly like that in the sketch comedy show, except like, I don't like it. I don't like it. it. I watched some of it on the treadmill this morning and it's, it's basically like a bunch of commercials put together where she plays weird people. Oh, it's a sketch show. Yeah. I think I don't like that. You don't like sketch comedy? No. Saturday Night Live. It's a sketch comedy show. See, I like SNL. I don't know. She, but then some of the things she does just isn't funny. Key and Peele is a sketch show. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't like it. Hmm. I don't like it. Yeah. It's it's not as funny as I thought it would be. And I think her comedy specials are fucking hilarious. Mm. But I don't like the sketch comedy show. She's annoying. Ah. Or whatever. At one at the end of the show, she just she was on stage doing a comedy like it was like a comedy skit mm-hmm. and she just goes and she does like her thing and the whole crowd is like hysterical. That's the problem is when you not the problem, but you have people that are like that who die hard. You're yeah, you're there to see that person. So she's going to do her little quirks that she does and the crowd's going to go ape shit. Yeah, because it's what she does. Yeah, and that's what they know. So, I mean, whatever. Like that one girl that we started watching the stand up for, the girl that was in Parks and Rec. Um, oh, we watched like ten the seconds of girl, it, yeah, and then we were like, no. But the crowd was going ape shit for her because yeah. it's her, it's her crowd, it's her people fan base. that know her. Yeah. yeah, it's like you're not gonna just randomly buy a ticket to a random comedy special that they're recording. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like you're gonna, you'll do that if you are dedicated to the person doing the material yeah so um hmm. yeah i got uh it's pivoting a little bit so i don't like go on instagram at all anymore i haven't in like months uh-huh. but since this whole thing has kind of hit the fan every once in a while like i'll accidentally like hit it with my thumb right and i'll open it up because it's on it's one of my like thumbnails right yeah I open it up and like uh, it's always the top things on there are always from like podcast related things. Like I follow Brian Quinn. Mm -hmm. So like he's got his beer company that he does. So he posts about that a lot. The point is uh, I open it up the other day and there's a uh, post from uh, get him Steve Dave Mm -hmm. from the tell him Steve Dave universe. And he works at the secret stash in Jersey. He works there. We we met him. He was there. Yeah. So the series Stasher is obviously shut down during this period. Yeah. And I have like, unfortunately, I have a strong feeling that they're not going to open. Yeah, I don't think so. Why? How do you know? I don't know. And there's been nothing to make me think that. But I just history had shown that Walter, the 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 manager of it, had expressed that like each year he notices less and less money they're bringing in he goes this is literally this is a dying industry eventually it will just well it's not just eventually if you're shut down with no income for two months it's a pretty good like you and i were saying the other day a lot of these a lot of these businesses may just never open again yeah so we'll get to that in a second so Mm -hmm. what they are doing this the secret stash what they are doing to try to stay afloat and this is actually like a pretty good thing is they're they're selling a shitload of stuff on eBay, which they've always done. Oh, okay. So, like, they're still doing business. Uh-huh. But what they're doing now is they're doing these. They're called... Uh, well, Get'em's always done it, but it's called the Get'em Spotlight. Mm. 
And what it is is they'll pick a thing and they'll try to push that thing. Okay. So what they did was part of the Tell Em Steve Dave Patreon is they release a uh, weekly podcast that varies each week. So four pod, four additional podcasts each each month, mm-hmm. and they rotate each week. So one week it'll be I Sell Comics, the next one will be Puck Nuts, the next one will be The Sunday Jeff Show. Okay. And it's like every, and they rotate, they're on a rotating schedule. Okay. Um, well, they have a sports podcast called Puck Nuts, and it's Walter, it's Sunday Jeff, it's Ming Chen, who's my friend. Have you talked to him? <laughs> no, I don't talk to Ming Chen, but like I have his phone. He's, he's been on this podcast in the video where he, he told has. Cody to go fuck himself. Yeah. Well, he didn't say that, but I did. Um, <laughs> Ming Chen and uh, Brian Johnson are the four members that make up the Puck Nuts. Um, so what they did, this is just like a kind of small thing they did, was they took a New Jersey Devils Funko Pop in the box and all four of them autographed it. And they're mm-hmm. selling those. Like, it's a good idea. It's a great idea. I bought one. You did? Yeah. Is it on its way? I got a notification when we were out earlier that it's it, uh, it shipped today. How much was it? 50 bucks. Okay. So, so if they sell... Well, they, they only listed like six of them. That was the point was if there's a thousand of them, it's not special. Yeah. So like they did this and then a few weeks ago they did something else and in a few weeks they'll do something else. Like it's They probably just, sold it out immediately. Yeah. Well, by the time I saw it, so they were numbered like A through F or whatever. When I got there, there was only E and F left mm-hmm. and I bought E. So there was one left when I was done. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, but again, a lot of people aren't in a position to just drop 50 bucks. Like no. thankfully my line of work isn't in jeopardy, but You're there's essential. a lot of people, there's a lot of people who are, well, it's not even just that my business is essential. It's that like, I need a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Like I could have a restaurant and be essential, but I can only have two people work in the kitchen for takeout. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. our deli can only have five people in it now. Really? Because of social distancing parameters that are set in place. Oh. Can we have two people on the counter? Two people work in the substation and one person in the back. And they have to be pretty far away from each other? Six feet. What about... Wow. So in the back room, you guys have to be pretty far away from each other? No, no, no. Because we're not locked into that area. Mm. The deli is a finite space. You can only... Like, that's a prolonged expression or prolonged exposure in that area. We're, like, working in the grocery department. We have the whole store we can move around. Yeah. It's, you know... It's not as serious with us as it is with like a department where your ass is the elbows with everybody. Mm -hmm. And the deli is a very populated area. So that's taking a little bit of a hit. But so, yeah, yeah, we were talking the other day about businesses. So like the the secret stash trying to make two measures like that open. Yeah. I had made a point with you where I was like, we're fuck was I don't know if we were together or if I was coming home and I noticed it, but I brought it up to you the other day where I was like. I'm just curious how many places are just going to be closed for good. Yeah. Like we ate at Voodoo Bayou when they opened like the opening day. They didn't have a chance. And then this whole thing hit the fan like that weekend. Yeah. So we like, went to this new restaurant that had been waiting like a year and a half to, to open. open. Finally opens. And we like, went. Now, what do you do? You know? Yeah. I mean. So like GameStop announced that they were closing permanently closing 300 locations. Mm. It's like. Eh how many other things are permanently closing that are never going to like when the world gets back to normal, if it ever, is it going to be normal? It will be normal, but I think it's just going to be like, things are going to be different. Like nine 11. Yeah. Popes. You always hear post nine 11, post nine 11, but like the world's the same. It's just like this 
act of doing something, like they take threats more seriously. I think what this is going to do is like yeah. people are going to take illnesses more seriously. Yeah. I don't think like, I mean, I don't know. It's going to be a while before you can just like go to the mall or go run down to the Michaels or do whatever. You, it's going to be a while before that shit happens. But like, yeah. if they're able to rebound, like that's the other thing is we can't just have ghost towns everywhere. We no. can't have abandoned plazas. We just can't. The, yeah, they, they have to fill them somehow. Where I think big corporations rents. are, are going to be fine. But the problem is like those. The small guys. Yeah. The local businesses are, the, are what's going to suffer the most. Yeah. Because they don't have, you know. Like six months worth of savings. Like they're furloughing all of their staff. It's, mm-hmm. it's fucking horrible. It's terrible. And then what's even worse is they're furloughing the staff. So the staff is applying for uh, unemployment. unemployment, but the unemployment site crashed. Yeah, so they were having it. people to go in person. People went in person the other day and they were back to back because there were so many people. Yeah. And they couldn't even get all those people in. So it's like, what do they do for the time being? Like I said to you when this all started, like, Say both of us worked in restaurants and the money just stopped. We didn't have anything. How do you feed yourself? How do you do like, like the immediate well, action, yes. you know? Well, see with that, I mean, you shared some news with me yesterday that there was this morning, whatever it was. We're like, so, okay, no, our wedding venue that we're getting married yeah. at, like let all their staff go temporarily for the time being, Yeah, but they're still feeding them. They're feeding them a full day so of like, meal. They that come every is, day. That obviously alleviates a lot of shit. Yeah. But like there's certain things that like you just you need your cash for. You have to yeah. pay your bills need to be paid with cash. Yeah. Like yeah. they're saying that a lot of um, companies will like where we used to live in the apartment buildings. They probably postpone rent because for all those units, they're saying a lot of like mortgages are going to be postponed and car payments. And but really like, Yes. I understand they're trying to do that, but like just an experiment, my, my dad was like, why don't you call your credit card company to try and see if they'll postpone? I called, I sat for an hour and a half on the phone while I was sewing. Nobody answered. Finally, they hung up on me. Hmm. So like, yes, they're offering this, but you got to get through to them. Hmm. Say you want to, f- you can't pay your car payment. They're not going to just postpone it. You have to request it. You yeah. Know? That, no, that's what was, they did that on the good morning America or the t- whatever you watch. Yeah. Today, whatever today it is. Show. They did that. They were like, they're not just going to give you a pass on this. You have to call. Most people, if you get through to them, will be willing to help you. But you can't get through. But that was the point. Was The like, only bill that we pay that I could act, that actually had a immediate option was FPL. If you log into your account, it says, would you like to postpone your, your payment for two months? Two months? And it, it let me, but it says you will have to pay some sort of delayed payment penalty mm. and it could be up to 25%. So I was like, it's so cheap. I whatever. Yeah. I just paid it because I did postpone it. And then I was like, all right, I'll wait. And then I didn't like how it felt. Cause I was like, well, what if I end up paying more? Yeah. So I just paid it, but they are offering next month. They're cutting everybody's bill by 25% hmm. because the gas prices went down. Yeah. Gas is the cheapest I've seen it since like I was like 14. But, but Comcast, I couldn't get through and I did it just to test. Comcast couldn't get through. Chase couldn't get through. Capital One, I couldn't get through to. It's the first time I remember a specific story when I was a freshman in high school. I was a freshman in high school. My geography, social studies, geography, it was geography in high school. Social studies is middle school. Uh, My geography teacher, Mr. Lilly, he uh, was telling us that we were we were going to run out of oil in the next like 10 years. I remember that, yeah. Which obviously didn't happen, but he had said that 
gas prices. This is when the gas was like almost five dollars a gallon. And he's like, gas is only going to go up. He goes, what is it right now for gas? Like three fifty, four dollars. He's like, I would be willing to bet you guys that we'll never see gas below two dollars again in your lifetime. And I remember that because yeah. I always like I've been waiting for that in my head. He'd be like, ah, gotcha. Yeah. You know, it's below. It's below two dollars. Yeah. And it's never happened until uh, yesterday. I think I was coming home from work because uh-huh. you told me that you saw it for like. 197 or 195 or something like that. And I was like, yeah, okay, sure. On North Lake. And I was leaving work yesterday and I was on Palm Beach Lakes and the gas station uh, at the Australian on Palm Beach Lakes had a dollar 94. And I was like, whoa, that's mm-hmm. so fucking ch- I've never Did seen that. Did you take that. a picture of it? No, I was driving, but I was like, <laughs> damn. Damn, it's low. That's fucking low. Yeah. I'm on like half a tank too, so like if it wasn't such a sketchy area, I would have pulled over and got it. I know. Is that where Pel- uh, other side of the road? No, mm. it wasn't. Wasn't where uh, the leprechaun guy. <laughs> leprechaun hat. He doesn't wear the leprechaun hat anymore. He wears that. He wears like a fur aviator hat. Oh. Yeah. He had to disguise himself. <laughs> so the other night, uh, I think it was yeah, it was Saturday. It's funny that you bring this up. So Saturday, um, I mentioned this on a previous episode. There's a gas station and there's a guy who wears a leprechaun hat dancing yeah. around. Right, I've pointed that out. Well, that gas station, it, no, it's 24-7 that guy's there. Oh. Um, that gas station is right, literally right next to Section 8 housing. Uh-huh. The rail, the, it's apartments that are Section 8 housing. Directly in front of them is a railroad track. And on the other side of the railroad track is that gas station. Yeah. So they literally walk over the, rain, over the uh, railroad tracks to their house, to the gas station, right? Yeah. So a fucking hub of like, I hate to say it, but like sketchy people. Uh-huh. Okay? So... I work on Palm Beach Island, so I was coming over the bridge off the island, and once I get over the bridge, I'm on Flagler, and a cop comes up behind me, which I don't think anything of, because uh. there's cops that are navigating that area all the time. Right? Yeah. The cop stays behind me uh, when plates. I get to Lakes, and when I get to the railroad tracks, he's still behind me. And I'm like, all right. like He would have already pulled me over yeah. if something's going on. Like I'm not speeding. Could you see Nothing's if he was running wrong. your plates? How could, how would I be able to see that? You see him look down at the computer. It's dark. Oh, it's that's, right, that's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. I'm trying to drive. I'm not going to try to navigate through the thing. <laughs> um, but no. So I cross the gas or I uh, pass the gas station, and he pulls into the gas station and turns his lights on. Oh. And he does like because then I catch the red light that's right there. So I'm uh-huh. able to look in my rear view and see what he's doing. Yeah. And the guy does like three laps where he's just driving around the gas station to scare off all the people. <laughs> and then he turns the lights off and gets back in traffic. Oh my God. Yeah. Just to scare. Just to like break up the people because there was a lot of people there. I was like, oh, really? this is a fucking lot of people. Yeah. Like uncomfortable amount of people. Huh. But the cop just, it's like they knew what they were going to All right, we'll hit this gas station. We'll break up the, the fucking delinquents and we'll keep going. Yeah. Like go home. Like I just, it's, it's just weird. Whenever I go to work, whether it's first thing in the morning, the middle of the day, I'm doing an overnight, whatever it is, 100% of the time, there are people in front of that gas station. I've never passed it ever, and it have been, like, empty. Huh. Which makes, like, what do you do if you work there? Are you constantly worried that something's going to break out or something's going to happen? Or Honestly, they probably have somebody from Section 8 working there. 
like one of them. It's not the point though, but the like it. Oh, he's one of us. It's not the point. The point but is yeah, just I like in general. Like I know that after a certain amount of time, they don't let you in the store. Uh-huh. Like into the gas station. It's all through that window at the front. Yeah. But like. But yeah, like wouldn't you be scared? It's just uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah. Yeah, the cop has like a scare tactic. <laughs> just went in with yeah, his lights just went on. Through and- I saw, remember when we were, we were driving earlier to go pick your car up and there was bushling like black smoke in front of us. And I was like, oh, there's a fire. And you're like, no, it's rain clouds. I'm like, no, look, there's a fire. And uh, when I was driving back from dropping you off, there were two um, fire trucks. I was trying to figure out what it was. Yeah, there was a big, uh, big black cloud of smoke that was getting big. The man getting was like, big. look, it's a fire. And I was like, no, it's becoming nighttime. That's how that works. It's becoming nighttime. No, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so I needed an oil change and I wasn't sure if I could do that. Oh yeah. In these time frames and we did. You can, yeah. Yay. I mean the people sitting outside were probably just waiting for their car. There was nobody there. inside. There no. was nobody in there. Oh, okay. I walked yeah, so you dropped me off in front of it. I asked like you asked you to wait because like I didn't there was two people sitting outside, so I'm like, are they sitting out here because they're not letting anybody in? Yeah. Or what's going on? So you're like, I'll wait. So I go inside and like nobody's there. The woman's like, hi. And I was like, hey, I'm here to pick up the Chrysler. And she's like, yeah, okay, no problem. And it was business as usual. Uh, um, was she wearing a mask? No. She wasn't wearing uh. gloves, wasn't wearing a mask, wasn't wearing anything. Like she was just normal. Yeah. The um, jeweler wasn't wearing a mask or anything. Yeah. And then we picked up my wedding band today. We picked up your wedding band. Which was cool. Yeah. It looks really cool. Yeah. It does look really cool. It's a custom piece. It's the coolest piece of jewelry it's on it it looks like a piece of art like it's really right, cool relax you're it is that coffee hitting you a little hard is that what uh, this is i don't know <laughs> yeah it's, i like it Anyways, it's a ring yeah it's a ring it's a piece of art it's his wedding i swear to god i think van gogh made that van gogh. we should ask that guy if he got it from van gogh's grave because i think that's where van gogh did this <laughs> this is clearly a van gogh piece whatever it's, like, it's no. cool yes the wedding band we had picked out a few weeks before this whole thing kind of really blew up yeah. And we didn't hear anything from them. And then yesterday you got a call or however that worked mm-hmm. where they said the ring is ready, um, which didn't really fit the timeline they told us. Yeah. Because originally they said that they were going to call us in and try it on before he finalizes the ring. And then you get a call with none of that happening. And then you get a call saying that your ring is ready for pickup. Yeah. Yesterday I was like, oh, all right. But the big problem. Okay. And I'm going to just, this is advice that I have to everybody that I didn't like realize was a problem uh-huh. until I was experiencing this when it comes to like the wedding band. Uh-huh. Okay. So <clears throat> I didn't have a specific thing in my head that I wanted. I originally wanted like a wood ring cause like I'm really into wood and shit. And then I just like, uh, that worries me about the longevity of it. I think it'll break or crack or I get something on it that like stains into the wood. Like I just, yeah. a wood ring is a good idea, but any of the wood rings that I've seen are too glossy. They look fake. I don't, and I'm out on that. Yeah. So that was originally what I wanted. And then I couldn't find anything that really like jumped out to me. So then you had told me, you're like, hey, let's go to the jeweler that your family has used since you guys have lived down here. Mm-hmm. And you're like, he has a book. It's a catalog of rings. You can kind of look at anything you want. Here's the advice that I have that I wish I would have known immediately was that 
the the pictures in the book don't really give you a real representation of what you're looking at. Yeah. Like, okay, so I had mentioned to Amanda, she's like, well, what kind of metal do you want like for your ring? Like, do you want it to be gold, white gold, silver, whatever? Mm-hmm. I had mentioned, I was like, if we can, I would like to do platinum because I've always wanted a piece of like, I've always wanted a piece of platinum jewelry <laughs> and I don't wear jewelry. I don't wear necklaces or rings. I wear watches, but the watches are wood. Yeah. You know, like I have one gold watch that I wear when I take my dad out to dinner and spend $300 on him for dinner. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't have a lot of like flashy jewelry. No. And I didn't really want my ring to be super flashy either. So like um we're looking through the catalog and I fucking hate everything. Yeah, I know. You did. And I'm like Ugh. So then the jeweler comes up to us, like he owns the place and he's talking to us and he's like, so yeah, so what are you looking for? And I'm like, I don't know, but I like, don't like how flashy all of these look Mm -hmm. like they look very gaudy. All of them just like look very like too shiny. They don't match my personality or my demeanor where the thing is just like unbelievably just like it's like glow in the dark bright. Yeah, that's how I viewed it. And all the pictures, like it's all, every picture I'm looking at, whether it doesn't matter what kind of metal it is, every picture I'm looking at of a platinum ring, of a gold ring, of a white gold ring, of a silver ring, all mm. of it, they all look so fucking shiny. Yeah. And they're not real pictures. They're like artist renderings of the of the yeah. jewelry. So I'm like, fuck, dude. So then the guy shows us rings that he has like on the display case. Uh-huh. He's sh- explaining to us the difference in the metals, explaining this and explaining that. And... The big difference between platinum and like white gold is the weight. Uh, platinum is rarer, which is mm-hmm. more valuable. Yeah. And the other thing is that it, to me, how he handled this ring is that it wasn't as glossy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still a very prominent like. This is this is a definitely a cool piece. Yeah. But it's not so. Like there's not a spotlight on it. And that was my big thing was like, I was like, basically all I want, dude, is I want a ring to be on my finger and it be there till I'm dead is basically all that I want. I don't want something and I don't have to worry about it, you know, damaging or like I want something that's going to be durable forever. I can shower with it on. I can like I can just leave it on and it just Mm -hmm. be on my ring forever or on my finger forever. And uh, as we're doing all this, he shows me his wedding ring, the one that he made for himself. Yeah. And it's uh, a platinum middle sandwiched by basically a custom type of gold that he had made like a coin he took gold and he blended it with like an old coin that he had yeah and it made what he called an apricot gold Mm -hmm. which is basically it's gold what seemed like it was gold mixed with copper or gold mixed with bronze or something like that and the combination he had together and it was like a, a textured uh platinum and one of the things I noticed when we were looking through the book was I really liked the hammered look. Yeah. And he had a few hammered pieces on hand that he showed me. And I said, I really, really, really like the hammered look. Me too. The hammered thing doesn't make it. It dulls it down. Yeah. So it doesn't look as shiny. So like I tell the guy, I'm like, basically the format of your ring mixed with the hammering technique that I want. If yeah. you could make that into a ring, then that's exactly what we'll do. And uh, he was like, yeah, no problem. I was like, what? Yeah. So he's like, yeah, sure. It'll cost about X amount of money. Um, I'll get started on it. And then in a few weeks, I'll have you come in, try it on before I put it all together. 
And then a few weeks after that, it'll be done. And like we said, like I said earlier, that middle part never happened. Got a phone call yesterday, said it was done. And because the shop isn't like really open, he's doing curbside service. So yeah. Like you call him and tell him he comes out to your car with your piece. And uh, because it was cash only, he knocked 100 bucks off the total. Yeah, which is great. $110, which is fucking crazy. For a custom platinum we wedding ba- Yeah, we basically ended up getting, I told Amanda, like with what we ended up paying versus what was already put it as a deposit mm-hmm. we end up getting like almost 10 percent off the ring yeah which is a hell of a discount when you're looking at platinum yeah um but we got that taken care of so that's you know it's that cool was an event. it was it was really to me it was the last big hurdle yeah for our wedding that we needed to accomplish yeah and uh that's the best piece of advice i can give to anybody who is looking for wedding rings mm-hmm. don't look through a catalog because it doesn't really do it justice. You can it look through a catalog if you find a style that you like. But make sure that you see a ring like that in person. Like, don't look at the color. Yeah. It, gold does not represent what gold really looks like. Yeah. So it just make sure that if you want a gold ring, you're looking at gold rings in person. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to look through a catalog, do that to find your design that you want. Yeah. That's the best piece of advice I can get. Because otherwise, you'll be up shit's Creek. <laughs> I, I'm glad that you found something you like. Well, it's custom, so we didn't yeah. find it. We didn't find it. We had to ask him to make it. Yeah, so. which I think is so cool. I love them. Like things are done for you like that. Yeah, well, makes it more unique. I didn't know that this guy even existed, or else I would have got your ring from him too. So. That's the the business card I gave you with that. Uh, yeah, well, but you didn't know. I don't remember. Yeah. Anywho. Whatever. Now we have rings. Now we have wedding bands. We have but, wedding you know, bands. We're. Seven almost, months. No, six months. Almost six months away. We're six six months and a week. Oh, yeah. Ten minus four is six. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So. You're right. Alrighty. You got anything else? Not today. Kimasabi. Bear with us on the schedule. Yeah. Might not Hope be. everybody's okay. Stay safe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you guys. All right, guys. Bye. <laughs>